Scott Adams. Welcome back to the C.L. Bryant Show. How are you, brother? Thank you. I'm doing well. You know, you probably may not know it when you're talking to somebody, but you have a way of putting a smile from ear to ear on a person's face. And you probably don't get to see that because you're talking to them, but you you have me smiling so much. Every time I get on your show, it's like that. Well, bless you, Scott, and thank you so much <laughs> for all the work that you and Lenore do. And uh, I, I know that you guys work so hard. And I wish, folks, I wish that you could understand what it goes into uh, keeping and making uh, a station like ours, a platform like ours, as successful as it has been. So thank you, too, my friend. Scott, you always have a lot of commentary. And, folks, you need to catch the Scott Adams Show wherever you find it. I mean, syndicated. He's all over the place. Scott Adams, check him out. And he's going to tell you more about that. But, Scott, uh, last night and uh, you saw what we were going to be facing all week long so tell us, give us your take on the uh, Bernie Sanders o- o show, the Obama show. T- talk to us about it. They're missing Harvey Weinstein right now because <laughs> he was the producer of the whole thing. You know, and in fact, in 2013, Michelle Obama was out there praising how great Harvey Weinstein was. So we know what her credibility is. Wow. But, you know, she actually phoned that uh that speech in. She did that speech. She recorded it, pre-recorded it before uh, Biden picked up uh, uh, picked up a Kamala. Wow! So she—that's an old. That, they're not even trying. They're not you even know, trying. They're not trying. They're not trying. You know why they know they're going to lose, and that's why they don't even care. They're busy. She's probably off on another riverboat, you know, right outside of Notre Dame, you know, and she's just <laughs> doing that, phoning it in. Scott, you know, a lot of people hadn't thought of what you just said, man. You know, they're just phoning this thing in. They don't care. They don't care. <laughs> no, because they already know what they they already know the playbook. The playbook isn't about getting votes. The playbook is about uh, getting registered voters so that they can ha- send their harvesters out to pick up the ballots and mail them in. And they know that the uh, Trump is on to them. And so Trump, you know, is uh, cagey. And they're going to try to now, they're setting up the narrative that Trump is meddling with the post office so that when they don't win, because all the Republicans are going to show up on poll day and vote, and those votes aren't going to be counted or they're going to be missing or there's a lot of people that have been displaced from their homes because of COVID, and those ballots are going to go to empty mailboxes or mailboxes with no, no person at the address anymore. A lot of people are living with friends and their families because they've lost their jobs and they've had to give up their apartments. Those ballots are going to get lost. And so what's going to happen is there's going to be this litigation. But if you follow Gore Bush, you will recall that there was a 35-day limit set by the SCOTUS. It's a precedent. So when they litigate this thing, they're going to have 35 days. Joe Biden's already gotten 600 different litigators. They're not going to have enough time. They're going to lose, and they're going to say, cry foul that their votes weren't counted and that Trump wasn't duly elected. Wow. And he meddled in an election just like he did. They're going to say, they're going to say, just like he did in 2016, when in fact we know that the Russian hoax was paid for by the DNC. Right. Well, well, let me ask you this, Scott, because see, this this is the commentary, folks, that I'm talking about, and 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 I want you to hear uh, his answer to this. Then, 
If, in fact, and in fact, I'm, I know, you know that I'm on the, the Black Voice for Trump board, uh, the advisory board for the president and all of that. But, but okay, we get the president reelected. Is this what we can expect for the next four years? And does Trump continue to be Trump in uh, recovering our, our economy? Talk to us from your point oh, of view. The recovery, the recovery is going to be super fabulistic because uh, what's going to happen is we've Trump, Trump was constantly saying that the economy would be so much better if the Fed would stimulate the economy by quantitative easing or reducing the prime rate. And this stimulus package and this COVID thing is basically a you know an economy stimulated on steroids. And what's kind of nice about it is normally our our dollar would have devalued so greatly that there would have been a cost to it. But because everybody in the world's doing it and every every economy has conflated, uh, we're not we're not in that bad of a position in terms of the uh, economic race around the world. We're not behind. We're ahead. In fact, our economy conflated at a rate of 11 percent where other economies conflated at a rate of about 20 percent right so we have room to actually stimulate and that's why you're going to see maybe perhaps the uh dow jones the nasdaq's already set a record oh dow yeah jones the nasdaq is, is going nuts for the first time in history incredible it's nuts <laughs> yeah Scott, let me ask you this then. Let me ask you this then. Switching, uh, switching gears, gearing up or down, either way you want to look at it. Michelle Obama, for, former toast of our nation. She was first lady for crying out loud. How was in the really, world does was she, she really see out? I don't know. I, Scott. <laughs> Scott. I don't know. Big Mike is trending. Hey, man, that's what I'm talking about. You know. Okay. All kidding aside, folks. All kidding aside. We were kidding. We were just kidding. But let me tell you, tell you this. But you know, hey, Big Mike is trending. But just the same. <laughs> but just the same. Uh, how can she then come out and encourage bitterness when she's living in the lap of luxury on our dime by the way we're going to give her a pension and protection the rest of her life how can she promote that type of bitterness is this what our young people are being uh encouraged to do scott is that what we can expect in our um, patriotism what's going to happen with that well the the answer to the question how is practice she's well practiced you know they come from chicago and there's a lot of corruption in chicago and we know that but you know the uh she's the same person that said for the first time in my adult life i'm proud of my country and that's only because you know my husband's about to become a gazillionaire because of you know all the deals that he could strike you know i mean the iran deal i said i think was filled with corruption and i think that they walked out of the white house richer than you know, Midas, you know, I mean, they they really made a lot of money. Yeah. You know, and you take a look at any of these politicians, you know, Ocasio-Cortez couldn't afford her first month's rent. Now she's wearing $3,000 suits. Yeah. And Ilhan Omar paid her lover $1.7 million for a year. And she wins in a landslide, despite the fact that she goes against every, um, what, what do you call it, Sharia law principle in the book. You know, I mean, in other countries, she would have been stoned to death, right? But Ilhan Omar wins in a landslide. 
So, and she makes millions doing it in such a short amount of time. I mean, Ilhan Omar's only been in business for a year and a half, and yet she could just throw millions around like it's water. Yeah, yeah, and folks, pay attention to that type of water that's being thrown around. It's being thrown in your face by people who are you're paying for it. And wake up, every one of you Americans out there, wake up. We need to take our nation back. Scott, when we talk about the Antifas, the Black Lives Matter, the Ku Klux Klan, whoever you're talking about, subversives in this country, are are they the same people? Is there the same playbook being played out of just with different labels? Uh, How is this thing being perpetrated upon the American people? There's a reason why Jerry Nadler said it's all a myth, because... He can't rightly say because he would be in, in violation of election laws. He, so he cannot rightly say that uh, Antifa and Black Lives Matter are violent groups. Because if he did, then he would be admitting that Acorn once upon a time slashed tires or that, you know, there was a new Black Panther Party standing outside of the Philadelphia precinct with billy clubs. You know, not that that would ever happen or that Eric Calder would ever police it. But the fact of the matter is is that on the day that uh, Joe Biden selected Kamala Harris, Antifa.com went up and it rerouted to JoeBiden.com, and there stands Kamala and Joe Biden in a picture. So when you click on the Donate button, it goes to Act Blue, ActBlue.com. And Act Blue is owned by, uh, run, organized, executive director by Aaron Hill, a white, liberal, Wellesley College kind of, person living in boston and she has these black people all over the country basically fighting in the streets like worker mules on a plantation and basically then generating the funds because black lives matter you go to blacklivesmatter.com you hit the donate button what does it do it goes to act blue you go to antifa it goes to joe biden now that when they changed but they it was going to wow joe biden. joe biden goes to act blue so Act Blue is this organization, it's money laundering organization that's paid out to every single Democrat in the primaries, and it pays out in the hundreds of millions of dollars. And the biggest don- donor generators were Black Lives Matter in the wake of George Floyd and, of course, uh, Antifa. There are two money generating uh, groups that are generating revenue from donations and all the donations go to act blue and act blue is controlled entirely by the washington elite apparatus associated with the democrat party we're talking about lawfare blog the lawyers from there we're talking about the brookings institution that waged the coup against the president and a whole host of other bandits so there is and scott i know i knew you when you were still in uh, PA, and I, I know you now that you've been in, yeah. in D.C. now. What, two years? You've been up in D.C. two years already, huh? Yeah, and, more than that. More than that. Wow. We, yeah. we, we've, been, we've been hanging out quite a while then uh, now, man. Yeah. And uh, so there is a Washington, D.C. insider type of trading deal going on from you being there on the ground that you are able to see and actually report on. Is that what you're saying? Yes, and, and you don't even need to be on the ground, boots on the ground here um you know the fact is that you know you remember mark zaid was the whistleblower's attorney yeah 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 okay so when on january 30th he tweeted out a coup has started this is january 30th 2017 a coup has started 
series of many steps, lawyers will be involved, and vote uh, ultimately impeachment. That's what he tweeted. That tweet, by the way, not fiction, it's still live. You can click on it and retweet it. And he didn't delete it. So it's a real tweet. The same day that he did that, Sally Yates got fired for insubordination, not, not adhering to the travel ban that she was supposed to push forward. She was one of the people that was in the January 5th meeting related to Flynn and Kislyak, and, and Comey was there. And you remember when Sessions was delayed with his confirmation, they were, uh, you know, like, how, why would they delay Sessions? He was a senator. They know him. Why would they delay? Well, they were delaying because Sally Yates was the acting DOJ uh, AG. And Comey was the director of the FBI, and they work hand in glove. So that coup had started back then. And so uh, they were all connected with Fiona Hill and the Brookings Institute and Fusion GPS and CrowdStrike and the whole ball of wax. But Brookings Institution and the Lincoln Project and Lawfare Blog, these are all people that have gotten together and they've harnessed even the social media outlets to where Rob Reiner and Deborah Messing and share uh, and a host of other <laughs> celebrities have, oh, used, man. have been commissioned to use their social media apparatuses. And that's that's on an official capacity. And they, in turn, walk, work with the lawyers associated with Act Blue. They're, it's all a cabal. George Conway, Kellyanne's husband's involved. Uh, Bill, Bill Crystal, the uh, former guy from the Standard Weekly. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people that you know are directly involved. Incredible. Scott Adams, mm-hmm. tell everybody how to get a hold of you, bring you to where they are, and, of course, to hear your show every day. All right. Well, scottadamshow.com, and then you can always check me out also on redstatetalkradio.com. Redstatetalkradio.com. It is the talk monster from sea to shining sea, coast to coast, border to border, and around the globe. Home to the C.L. Bryant Show. You have been listening to the president and CEO of Red State Talk. Scott, be sure to give uh, Leonore a hug for me as well. I will. And uh, see you guys soon. God bless you. God keep you. Continue to fight the good fight, my friend. 